Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is September 20th, 2016. This is the Locked On Magic Podcast. My name is Phil Frostman-Reich. I'm the site expert and editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. And today, another jam-packed episode for you. Some actual news to talk about. I've got to catch up on some things that, that, I, that I didn't do yesterday as part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I apologize for that, uh, but I will make it up to you today. But before we get going, I do want to remind everyone to check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network, especially our good pals at Locked On Bucks covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, Greg Alman of the Tampa Bay Times runs that podcast. He has his recap of Sunday's uh, quite forgettable uh, loss to the Arizona Cardinals uh, up on the side. He uh, obviously covers the team for the Tampa Bay Times and so has his complete recap of the weekend uh, in the in the in the desert uh, from that game. So be sure to check out Locked On Bucks. I listen to. A whole bunch of them to get ready for Sunday's game uh, on Friday. Uh, fan, does a fantastic job covering everything there is about the Bucks. Uh, some interesting angles and takes on the team. I definitely suggest you download that and subscribe to that using iTunes Audio Boom or, or Audio Boom. Um, best way to subscribe to his podcast. Also, the best way to su- subscribe to the Locked On Magic podcast if you haven't already. Be sure to tell your friends. And of course, this week is a, is the run up to the NBA season. Uh, for all the NBA teams. I mean, I think most all NBA training camps will have started by next week, and then the Magic will start on Tuesday, so we're one we're less than a week away, or about a week away now, uh, from the beginning of training camp. And so this week on the Locked On Podcast Network, we are previewing um, each position for the Magic. Uh, I kind of went out of turn yesterday. I talked a little bit about the front court. We'll talk about them again later on in the week. I'm supposed to do point guards today, supposed to be shooting guards, so I'll, I'll handle both the point guards and the shooting guards today, as well as continue our player outlook series uh, and take a look at Jeff Green. I know a, a player of, uh, of of some controversy, so I'll try and get to all of that today. But the first place we do need to start is a little bit of news that came out today. Josh Robbins of the Orlando Sentinel reporting that Jody Meeks is, is on track to be back for the Magic, but not until sometime in November. Uh, as as everyone knows, the Magic acquired Jody Meeks in late June, early July uh, from the Detroit Pistons, ostensibly for a second-round pick that they're never going to send them, so they got him for free, uh, essentially. Uh, guy that they were looking to add some more three-point shooting, another veteran to add to the roster, really a, a solid pickup by all accounts. He did miss most of last season. He played all but three games, got injured in the second game of the season, broke the fifth metatarsal in his right foot. I, I believe I said left foot yesterday was his right foot. Um, and missed most of the season. He came back came back for the last game of the season, played a little bit in the playoffs, but was, was not a non-factor, was kind of out of game shape. He came to Orlando, though, looked healthy, was getting jumpers up in the Amway Center during Summer League, was, you know, told the media that he had a clean bill of health. But come late July, mid to late July, 
Uh, the Magic announced that he would need surgery to reinforce uh, the previous surgery that he had on that on that bone uh, and would be out indefinitely. So it, at the time, it looked like he might be back for training camp. He might be ready to go. It may not have been a, as serious of an injury. Uh, it does appear, though, that the injury will force him to miss training camp and he will return sometime in November once the season begins. Uh, like I said yesterday in, in our Player Outlook series, uh, looking at Jody Meeks and, and his kind of doppelganger, C.J. Wilcox, this is now C.J. Wilcox's opportunity. Um, he, he He's only played 40, 44 games, I think, in his career to this point. Good three-point shooter, just never been given the opportunity. Now he has the opportunity as the second shooting guard on the Magic. He's, he's someone that the Magic will... Uh, will rely on this season. So uh, now we'll get a little bit more into the shooting guards, and I'll talk a little bit about that in just a moment. Uh, but Jody Meeks should be back sometime in November. Uh, certainly a, a, a tough blow for the Magic, but one that they're expecting. It seems like he's on... Uh, it seems like, according to, to Josh Robbins of the Orlando Sentinel, that he's he's on... He's set to return on schedule. Nothing super out of the ordinary. I mean, these... You know, your foot is your foot. It's really important for... Uh, Everything for standing, for shooting, for jumping—you know—it's a pretty important thing. So you don't want to rush it. You don't want to mess around with it. Um, you know, the Magic have plenty of history uh, acquiring guys from the Detroit Pistons who were injured already. So, so no need to rush rush him back. Magic have have planned for that contingency and, and should be fine. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. All right, let's uh, catch up some things uh, in our in our preview series. Uh, as, like I said, throughout the Locked On Podcast Network, if you check out any of the Locked On NBA podcast. So if you go check out Locked On Heat or Locked On Clippers or Locked On Cavs, they're all talking about the position groups and previewing uh, the players in the position groups. Today is the shooting guards. I messed up, didn't do the point guards yesterday, so I'm going to run through the point guards really fast. I think, you know, we've, we've talked a lot about this, but it's worth going through the depth chart one more time just to take a look at some of the position battles that, that are going to be taking place during camp. And at point guard, there's a little bit of a position battle to, to think about. Um, I, I think it'll be. I think the point guard's pretty sussed out pretty clearly. Alfred Payton's going to be the starting point guard for the Orlando Magic next year. No getting around it. Um, Payton had a bit of a difficult season last year. His second year did not go according according to plan in many many ways, but in some ways it did. He improved his shooting numbers across the board, increased his scoring, his assists stayed pretty flat, his rebounds stayed pretty flat. But the Magic wanted to see him improve his shooting, and it appeared that he did that. Where he struggled, though, was on the defensive end. And and the crux of the Magic's defensive problems last year started with the struggles that Alfred Payton had. Now, why did Alfred Payton struggle defensively there? There are certainly plenty of theories. My theory is that his his he sprained his ankle or had a, a shin contusion or, or something like that in December. It never properly healed or he was never given the opportunity to rest it. He's not a guy that likes to sit out games anyway, so if he can play, he'll play. Um, I don't think it was ever given the the right chance to heal, and that hurt him in the long run. That hurt him uh, throughout the season. It hurt him 
uh, as things were going on. And the Magic suffered for it too because C.J. Watson was out with his calf strain and Shabazz Napier, he just wasn't good enough. He he couldn't provide the Magic what they needed. And so when Alfred Payton did have to set out games in January, the Magic really suffered for it. There were a lot of rumors this offseason about the relationship between Alfred Payton and Scott Skiles. Um, there's, there's a rumor going around that one of the reasons Skiles resigned is he did not feel that he could win with Alfred Payton as his point guard. Uh, and Rob Hennigan and the Magic backed Alfred Payton as their point guard. And, and that could certainly be a reason. Um, you look, you listen to some of the things Scott Skiles said. It, it's it's not unrealistic to, to, to note that he was very hard on Alfred Payton. And, you know, Payton may not have taken that coaching as well as, as he perhaps should have. And he's a second-year player, so, you know, you give him the benefit of the doubt. And at the same time, you have to also kind of say, you know, maybe Peyton could have handled things a little bit better, too. In any case, Skiles is gone. Peyton's still here. The Magic clearly believe Alfred Peyton can be their point guard of the future. That entrenches him as the starter. He is the starting point guard for the Orlando Magic until further notice. Uh, I, I don't think there's any getting around that, and I don't think... Uh, DJ Augustine, I think, is the clear backup with what the Magic invested in him, uh, is going to take that spot away from him unless something disastrous happens, unless it's very clear Alfred Payton can't be a starting point guard anymore. And if that's the case, the Magic have some deeper issues they've got to worry about. For this season, uh, uh, for this season, Alfred Payton has got to be a better scorer and a better, de- and more importantly, a better defender. The way the Magic's defense is going to work is it's got to... I mean, yes, there's the rim protectors behind him now. But it's still that point of attack. Can Alfred Payton disrupt and guide the point guard away from the screen, make it hard for him to get around the screen, and make it easier for him to recover on those screens? That's a big thing that Alfred Payton still has to improve on um, if he wants to take his game to the next level. Certainly, he needs to become a better three-point shooter. Certainly, he needs to become a better shooter overall. If he can do that then the future seems much clearer. For now, though, Alfred Payton is clearly the starting point guard. Just like DJ Augustin is clearly the backup point guard. The Magic threw a lot of money at him this summer. Um, He's a quality backup player. He's shown that he can do spot starts. He can make shots. He can lead a team. A really good backup point guard option, you know, given the right offense. He's had some struggles last year with Oklahoma City, but he came in with Denver, got some minutes, really shined toward the end of the season. Obviously enough for the Magic to, to invest in him the way that they have. You know, if Augustin's starting, something's gone wrong. Like I said, he's 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 a good player, a good shooter, not quite a full-time starter, but certainly a good backup option. The Magic should feel very comfortable with their backup option, as they should with C.J. Watson as their, their third point guard, potentially also a shooting guard too. C.J. Watson had a very bad year last year. The the, the calf strain just sapped him of everything. Um, the Magic didn't get to see his shooting, his versatility. Any, any of that. He would have been a great pairing with Victor Oladipo as he's someone who can bring the ball up the floor but doesn't necessarily need the ball in his hands to play point guard. Uh, he would have let Oladipo be on the ball just a little bit more. Watson is still something of a mystery to the, to the Magic. Um, it, it's clear they kind of are moving on from him. Um, it's the last year that's guaranteed under his contract uh, and you know, Watson will have every opportunity to fight for the backup point guard spot. I, I don't think he'll get it. He'll have every opportunity to fight C.J. Wilcox now with Jody Meeks out until November for backup shooting guard minutes. Uh, but Watson's still a, a huge mystery for the Magic because he just couldn't give them anything last year. And so that's a good segue into the shooting guards. 
uh, the main event, if you will, for for today's podcast. So I so I've caught us up here on the the Locked On Magic podcast with the Locked On NBA Network. Uh, apologies, everybody. Again, shooting guard isn't hard to solve. The Magic had essentially a choice this summer between Evan Fournier and Victor Oladipo. Evan Fournier was the free agent. Victor Oladipo was the la- guy in the, the extension eligible player. And the Magic, and you know, it was frankly a false choice. And and I feel guilty because I kind of created that narrative a little bit, or I said, you know, it's you know a little bit of a choice because I don't think Fournier can play the three, and we may see Fournier play some three this year. And I actually think he's more effective offensively at the three. Evan Fournier, though, is the Magic shooting guard. They they picked Evan Fournier. They offered him a five-year, $85 million deal. They obviously traded away Victor Oladipo. They feel very comfortable with Evan Fournier as their shooting guard. Um, like we all know with Evan Fournier, he is uh, a solid player, uh, just kind of fills gaps really, really well. I, that, that's probably the best way um, I can describe what uh, what Evan Fournier does, he's not a one on one player, but he can make he can shoot the ball pretty well. Um, as defenses are rotating, he's very good at driving off off of that rotation and catching defense mid rotation. Uh, he's also really good in the pick and roll, and I'd like to see him run more pick and rolls this year if possible. Um, I think he's really skilled in, in that level, in that area, good at getting his own shot, and you know still working on becoming a better playmaker. But he's very good at reading pick and rolls, and and as a very very safe player in a lot of ways. Uh, Fournier is a, a, is a strong player for the Magic, a good shooting guard. Not a whole lot more to say about that. The, the questions with him are about whether he can give the Magic what they need now. They they traded away Victor Oladipo, and for all of Victor Oladipo's flaws, he did one thing really well, and that was get into the paint and cause some havoc. Uh, you know, yes, he could finish better at the rim. Yes, he could shoot free. Yes, he could draw more fouls. Yes, he could do all these things that you expect a point guard to be able to do. At the same time, though, you want you wonder you wonder can Fournier do those things, and if he can't, who's going to do that? I, if there's a big question with this Magic lineup, it's who's going to create. And I'll actually be writing a little bit about that uh, for Orlando Magic Daily on Tuesday. If if you want to check that out and check out the site later on in the day, when it comes to his backups, I think this is where the really interesting camp battle would have occurred if Meeks were healthy. C.J. Wilcox and Jody Meeks, like I said on yesterday's podcast, are pretty much carbon copies of each other. They're both three-point shooters, better off the bench. You know, they're specialists. They're not going to take away anything defensively. They're not going to add anything. Uh, But their shooting is really, really valuable. And both just need opportunity. And Meeks, it's to be healthy. And Wilcox, it's to actually get on the floor for once. Obviously, that's not going to happen, and I think Wilcox now has the inside track to be the backup shooting guard in a lot of ways. Um, he'll have to battle Watson. I think C.J. Watson will get in that uh, in that conversation as well. You have Nick Johnson, who's who's going to be uh, on the on the training camp roster. Although I don't think he'll necessarily make the team, um, but the Magic have uh, some options at shooting guard. They have, they go three, they'll go legitimately three deep at shooting guard right now. Um, not right now, obviously with Meeks out, but when Meeks is healthy, they'll go three deep at shooting guard and, and have some options depending on who's hot and who's not. Like I said yesterday, I think a lot of who they decide when, who to play in, in this battle is who is shooting the best at the time. Um, there'll be a moment in this season where they'll need Jody Meeks and Jody Meeks will deliver. There'll be a moment in the season when they'll need CJ Wilcox and CJ Wilcox will deliver. I, I think that's kind of, the, the attitude that 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 Frank Vogel is going to take and the approach Frank Vogel is going to take 
to coaching this team and and bringing them up the way that he he needs to or wants to in this case. Um, both guard positions for the Magic, you've got two guys that are pretty firmly entrenched as starters as part of the core for the team, and two guys, uh, or at least two or three guys that that you feel pretty confident about uh, as backup guards. Um, this this Magic backcourt. Uh, is pretty intriguing for the potential that they could have. And, and this is also, not to mention Mario Zonia can play shooting guard too. Um, it, it seems like he's in line to, to back up Aaron Gordon at small forward, but certainly you could see lineups where Hazonia slides down to the two uh, and uh, you see Gordon and Green split some 3-4, you know, back each other up. You Damo Radish uh, playing some three, possibly if, if they keep him. Uh, you know, there, there are, there's obviously a lot of moving pieces, and so Hazonia moves down there. I'll talk about Hazonia a little bit more tomorrow when we preview the small forts because I, I, that's where I kind of see his role uh, playing out right now. But the Magic have a lot of options, uh, and that's a good thing. And, and you feel, I feel fairly comfortable with the options the Magic have. Yes, there are questions. Yes, there are questions about how you step up into the role left vacant by Victor Oladipo and, and Ken Alfred Payton get back to the defensive level that he was at his rookie year and 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 kind of recapture that 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 reputation that we thought he should have. But I feel pretty good about the depth the Magic have in their backcourt and I think I think, you know, all things considered, this is a a solid group to have and and we'll see how they all fit together. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. The last thing I do want to talk about is to continue our Player Outlook series. Uh, Like I said, we've been doing these on OrlandoMagicDaily.com, so be sure to check out the full Player Outlooks on OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Today, we are discussing the the great enigma of the NBA, and that is Jeff Green. Um, I'll talk a little bit more about Jeff Green tomorrow, probably on the small forward preview, but I do want to touch briefly about him individually today. Jeff Green, the, the moment you say his name... So many things go go through your head, and I think you know there's there's a lot of baggage with Jeff Green. He's obviously he was obviously the fifth pick in the draft. A lot of people believe that he should be more than what he is, and believe that he can still be more than what he is. He scored thirty something points against the Magic last year, almost single handedly beat them in Memphis in, in a wild game that the Magic probably should have won. Another one of those games that the Magic probably should have won. But what? Jeff, what can Jeff Green actually deliver to the Magic now? Look past that salary. The one-year $15 million salary, who cares? It's one year. He may very well get traded before the deadline for something, for something. Who knows what? Um, you know, it's 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 a throwaway deal. The Magic needed someone to play the small forward position or to play that, that veteran role, and they had the money, and they went out and made sure they got it, and it doesn't hurt them. It's one year. They weren't getting anybody better. So, push push the money issue to the side. What is Jeff Green actually going to give the Magic this year? Well, I guess that begs the question, what does Jeff Green do well? And I think that's the question that so many have been trying to answer throughout his career. Jeff Green is, is, is a tweener in every definition of the word. He's, he's just this versatile player. 
and it's hard to figure out how to use that versatility sometimes. He's not a three-point shooter. He's a career 33.9% three-point shooter. He shot 31.5% from beyond the arc last year. He's not quite a post player either. He shot 43% from the floor. Averaged only 11.7 points per game with the Grizzlies and the Clippers last year. And so, he's not a great rebounder. 4.2 rebounds per game last year. Uh, He's got a career defensive rebound rate of... I gotta pull this up here. He's got a career defensive rebound rate of 13.7. Defensively, minus 0.3 defensive box plus minus. Minus 1.0 box plus minus first career. So what is it that Jeff Green does well? And I think this is the big question that everyone has always had for him. And it's not an easy one to answer because I, I think people are still trying to figure it out. They they like his versatility. They like his 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 they like that he's a tweener. But he never quite defined himself in his career. He was a super athlete. That's started to go away. I mean, he's now 29 years old. He's getting ready to turn 30. And, you know, he's had he's had to miss a season because he had heart surgery. It's it's just hard to tell what Jeff Green can do. So when it comes to Jeff Green, I think the really important thing is to temper your expectations. What Jeff Green is in this league is a role player. Define his role, and he will do well for you, for your you and your team. And you'll have an occasional game where he flashes something really special. Like that game against Orlando last year in Memphis. You can't count on those games, though. He's he's not the paragon of consistency. And so, when it comes to Jeff Green, what you just want him to do is fill the role, be a threat, be active, be engaged, and let the chips fall where they may. Maybe that isn't enough to justify what the Magic spent on him. Maybe that's not enough to satisfy people who believe Jeff Green should be more. But at this point in his career, he is what he is. And so, you can't expect too much from Jeff Green. Like I said on the Locked On Fantasy Fantasy Basketball podcast last week, I highly suggest you go back and listen to that as well. It's on the it's on the Locked On Magic feed for Thursday, uh, but you can also find it on Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Jeff Green is if Jeff Green is starting, if he's playing major minutes, something has gone very wrong. Like because because Aaron Gordon is the guy, and he's going to be there to challenge Aaron Gordon uh, in practice, but not to threaten his position on the team in a starting position. And so, when it comes to Jeff Green, you just need him to do what he does, whatever it is. If it's to rebound that night, to rebound that night. If it's to score that night, to score that night. If it's to just kind of be that in-between glue guy player, it's to do that. It, again, it's it's Jeff Green has is just this weird has just had this very weird career. And oftentimes with him, it feels like the Jeff Green we want to see is not the Jeff Green you get, and that disappoints people. My expectations are very low for Jeff Green. You know, could he average 10 points per game? Sure. If, if he averages what he did last year and shoots a little bit more efficiently, I'll be pretty happy because that's what I'm expecting. You know, if he ends up having to play 30 minutes a game, I think that's probably a little too much. But if he can hover around 10 points per game, shoot 45% from the floor, have a big game every once in a while, you know, have one or two big games that 
you know, make everyone remember how talented he is and, and why his career has been so disappointing. I guess that's that's enough. The Magic will have to use his versatility wisely, and he'll have to show that he can play defense at a high level again. But coming off the bench, maybe you don't need it as much, or, or it's not as dire if he doesn't deliver. Where I think the Magic are, are a little weak is at that power forward position now. Jeff Green's got to play. He's going to be the backup power forward in, in, all, in all senses of the word, probably. And it'll be interesting to see how the Magic manage him and, and how he responds to the Magic in a lot of ways. Because clearly he has talent and clearly he can do some good things. The question is, can he do them often enough? Consistency has always been his issue. And, you know, time's kind of running out on his career and the Magic are giving him a big opportunity in a contract year to prove himself again. To show that he can fit a role and be part of a winning winning team. And be a leader in some respects. Because, I mean, 30, 30 years old is pretty old for this team. So, you know, Jeff Green is going to be one of those, one is still one of those players that confuses a lot of people. And certainly he confuses me too. And uh, we'll, we'll see exactly what he can bring to the Magic this season. Thank you all again for listening to the Locked On Magic podcast. I appreciate all the love that that we get. Um, you know, I do read some of the iTunes reviews. Uh, do appreciate that love. Those help us out tremendously to climb the rankings. We want to be the top Magic blog uh, on the blogosphere or whatever you want to call it on iTunes at least. Uh, so you please subscribe to us there on iTunes. Leave us a ranking. Leave us a five star review as well as a comment and review, letting other people know how fantastic you think the show is. Tell your friends, tell other Magic fans to listen to Locked On Magic podcast. As the intro and outro will say, Locked On Podcast Network is your team every day. And you can check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network by searching Locked On, your team name, on Audio Boom and iTunes as well. Tomorrow we'll be previewing the small forwards as I'm, I'm caught up now with the Locked On Podcast Network uh, and taking a look at um, Nikola Vucevic as well as, as it's his turn on the Player Outlook series. Thank you all again for listening to today's podcast. We will see you tomorrow. Thanks for listening. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details.